Hello, and welcome back to the Zero Strategy story Podcast. Short, you know at least one person who tore their scrotum at a golf cart. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Glad uh, you were having a productive conversation. We're having a heart-to-heart. Yeah. A little scrotum-scrotum. Yep. A little scrotum-scrotum. Okay, yeah. Love it. <clears throat> welcome back SCS. to the Zero Strategy Podcast. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Grog Mode. Hello. And Medibot Eve. Hello. The, the delay is still there on the camera. They really confused me for a second there. <laughs> okay, now Hello. you're just messing with me. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we've missed you. We missed last week. So we're back with lots of things to talk about uh, today. First of all, though, last couple of weeks, what have you been up to, Grog? Um, let me think. Last couple of weeks. Um, kind of some of the usual stuff. I, I did make some... Um, like changes to my overlays um for the stream uh not too much just like continuing to try and tinker um there's a dude on youtube uh who he wasn't the inspiration but he was he's definitely somebody who to look for for inspiration his name is nutty uh if you look up nutty on youtube <laughs> and like anything related to obs or streaming uh he put together these like pretty cool compilations of different ways to add interesting filters and effects to your streams. And interestingly enough, he put out a part two episode that I watched last night. Um, and this part two episode was um, highlighting unique streamers, people that did like really novel things with their streams. And um, then I went back and I watched this part one, which came out a long ass time ago. He, I guess, didn't append, uh, intend for them to be so far apart. And on episode one, he features former guest of this show, Dragners. Uh, hey. For Dragner's uh, Pokemon Snap like integration, because um, Dragner's had this thing that basically recreated Pokemon Snap like on stream, uh, and it cr- required all this custom coding. I don't think it's part of his website or his channel now, um, but it was kind of cool. So I was, yeah, I was just kind of reminiscing about like ideas of things that I could change, and it was already on my brain because I had spent like the last week making small tweaks here and there. Um, mostly just you know playing more Apex, got into Platinum. What what? Um, and then finished, uh, we finished Cyberpunk, which was actually really cool. I got to, um, I think what I'm going to do now is for games that feel like I'm starting to get bogged down in them, or I really am personally invested in completing the side quests, but I realize that's maybe not a thing that chat wants to see on stream. My goal now is I think to just do what I did with Cyberpunk, which was I'll put it on pause and... Once I get to a point where I feel like I'm not super invested in doing the main storyline because I want to complete all the side stuff that might be boring, I'll just do that shit off stream. Um, And that's what I did with Cyberpunk. I basically did all the things that I wanted to do, all the tedious stuff. Um, I'm going to do something similar with Subnautica where it's a survival game, so there's definitely a lot of tedium and like collecting things and fetching things and building things and crafting things. And for some channels... (laughs) You know, if it's a big channel and you have a big following, like you'll have people stick with you, you know, no matter what you're doing. Um, but I think if you're a small streamer, honestly, like you can be asking a bit too much of your viewers to like sit and watch you craft the umpteenth, you know, <laughs> rock holder thing. You know, like it doesn't whatever it is, it's just it's not fun um, after a certain point, even though I'm having fun, maybe. So, yeah, I think I'm going to do that with Subnautica. And then we just recently started playing um, Jedi Fallen Order, which I know you started playing, Condi. It's um, 
it's very cinematic and it's very cool and it's also canon which i learned recently mm. um which is actually pretty rad because i guess it was right around the time that like disney was acquiring like lucasfilm and were comfortable like establishing their own canon with like new properties um after they wiped out the extended universe i kind of just assumed that anything that wasn't in a film was just like not legit but i'm happy to know that uh jedi fallen order is in fact canon for the universe so uh, there's a lot of cool characters in there and so cool planets and lore and stuff so yeah just been um kind of switching up my games a little bit what about you eve oh you know just still having my delay i think right yeah yeah is it still there yeah a little bit yeah yeah okay <laughs> um don't know what that's about but i've been playing a lot of pokemon i uh <laughs> started and finished pokemon radical red which is like a super hardcore rom hack of fire red kicked the shit out of the elite four it's pretty proud of myself beat the beat the last two people in there first try so you know um and then i started playing pokemon pearl recently which is also it's it's hitting all the nostalgia that i want <laughs> uh is that pokemon black pearl the crossover with pirates of the caribbean yeah exactly now, I heard Captain Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow evolves into a yeah. pretty rad Pokemon by the yeah. end. Captain Jack Swallow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, a water better joke would have been Fero! Captain yeah. Jack Fero! It's fine. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Yeah, you've been on the, the Pokemons a lot recently. I've noticed it's it's generating a lot of good clips for you, though. <laughs> which is actually something we should talk about a little bit with the the whole youtube shorts thing it's kind of interesting what is that condi well youtube shorts is basically youtube's answer to tiktok um which <clears throat> has been out for a while and i didn't really give it any thought until recently and decided might as well try this um, so basically there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around shorts because people were telling me you just upload a video and as long as you put hashtag shorts as the first word in the description, then it'll be a short, um, which isn't right. Uh, you don't even have to put hashtag shorts anywhere. I also heard something anywhere. too about it being vertical format. Yes. Yeah. So I initially tried it. I tried it with my, the best clip that's ever come out of my channel, which is that Warzone one, which is blown up not once, but twice on TikTok. I posted it on YouTube, nothing. Didn't, but it didn't, to me, when I looked at it, you normally when you see a short, it's got a little logo on the bottom right, and it says shorts. It didn't have that. So, and I tried having hashtag shorts in the title, in the description. Basically, that's all irrelevant. I haven't tried uploading from a PC, but from a mobile, if you upload any video that's like under a certain length of time, as long as it's in vertical format, right so the resolution is maybe flipped so it's it's on a phone then it counts as a short you don't have to put hashtag shorts anywhere um and i basically made the decision to start a second youtube channel specifically because i didn't want to spam my main channel with all these short clips because i know that i don't have the capacity to upload full videos every other day i'm i'm posting on a very good week two videos on my main channel most of the time it's one video a week and if yeah, it's just same. getting spammed yeah okay okay where's hamtaro eve where's hamtaro anyway it's, 
half recorded. Uh, yeah, that's what you said like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I recorded for 45 minutes and then I stopped. <laughs> I'm not going to push you anymore. It'll happen when it happens. Um, but yeah, basically, I didn't want to spam that channel and A, risk, you know, I guess pissing off current subscribers that don't want to see that flooding their sub box every day. And B, if a new person decides to visit my YouTube channel, they can't find any of the like full length videos that I've put time and energy into because all they can see are these clips from the stream. So I started a second channel. I called it Condi Fly Clips. I was thinking about calling it Condi Fly Shorts, but that felt like a low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, so I decided not to do that. Um, and it's been good. I, I, I told Eve to do it as well. And I kind of wish I hadn't because she's shown me up. Like, I have posted <laughs> several videos on there. One video hit a thousand views, which on YouTube, I was like, that's fucking pog. That's yeah. great. I don't, unfortunately, even though it's like, wow, a video, like, immediately, one clip from Apex has got more views than any video on my main channel. But, like, although they're YouTube views, I feel like YouTube, a thousand views on, like, a normal video kind of means more than a thousand views on a short because it's just like TikTok. People just scroll through it um you know it's not like the, the channel still got four subscribers or something right um and every video i've put up there since is either at one or zero uh, and weirdly my videos keep getting age restricted and i don't know why um i think it's because you're scottish I, but because i don't every understand. single one of my videos basically starts with the ah, fuck shit or something <laughs> like that no I, that's what i don't get i went through scottish. there was one that i really took issue with the mustache kind of makes him look like a predator too <laughs> i happen to like my mustache thank you i like the mustache i like the mustache all right continue <laughs> but yeah it basically there was one that i really took issue with it was when the og maps came back to apex and the whole lobby was dropping skull time and it looked cool there was so many people all dropping i was like that's a clip that could blow up so as soon as i was done that stream i clipped it i got it up on youtube age restricted so i took it down i changed all the tags to remove anything that any could be on it does it no it doesn't like, give you any like info it. yeah that's what's bullshit so i took all the tags away and so I, and, and i got rid of all the ones that i thought might be considered like violent or, or anything like that i changed the title re-uploaded it age restricted again there's no swearing in the video there's not even any really any gunfire really i mean there's a little bit but have you run into this on your main no your main channel no videos on my main channel have been age restricted but and, and two you, or three of my tiktoks settings, have uh, tiktoks it, it, in the settings though uh there's also i know that was it like two years ago uh youtube because of changes to u.s law like got real crazy about you have to be very specific about whether the content that you're uploading on your channel is like family friendly versus not family friendly. Mm -hmm. um, is that so? You get an I, option when I you're uploading. You like that. Yeah, you get the option saying yes, this video is made for kids. No, it's not. And I always tick no. Same on the main channel as well. No, it's not made for kids. But they still age restrict it. And hmm. the thing is, age restricting it obviously, particularly for a short, because the whole point with a short is you want it to get caught in the algorithm and get recommended because people mm -hmm. are just scrolling age restricting a short just kills it as far as i can yeah. tell yeah it kills yeah. it um the one that i had that hit over a thousand views didn't get age restricted and i was playing apex 
and it's literally shooting someone with a bow and arrow. <laughs> like, arguably a more violent clip. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why, but they just keep getting age restricted. But Eve, on the other hand... Because you're Scottish. Eve, on the other hand, I was like, you should do this. Eve made another channel, and all her videos are getting it's, it's hell of views. To, Metabot Eve 2, the squeakwell. With the I'm... worst channel type, like name I've <laughs> no, ever the, heard. The best. Eve screenshotted it to me, sent me a picture while I was live, and said, that's what I'm naming the channel. And I so just that said... actually brings us around to our main topic for today, which is uh, discussing Condi's uh, disgust and jealousy for Eve's success. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying I... to bring me... Just because I have one more subscriber <laughs> than you. You posted that picture, and you were like, that's what I've called the title. I was like, I'm not going to reveal to everyone the name of your channel, just in case, but if you think that's a good name, you do you. That's great. And apparently I was wrong, so... <laughs> But yeah, YouTube Shorts. You know, my yeah. thought to it was, why not? Especially if you're already posting on TikTok, yeah. why not just post on YouTube as well? Um, it, it can't hurt. It literally can't Yeah, you've hurt. already got the video formatted the way you need it. Exactly. So. And I, I do it from mobile. So I, I'll edit on PC. Mm-hmm. And then once I've got the video in, in vertical format, I just transfer it to my phone and I'll post to TikTok. And it just takes an I extra two minutes. How do you edit them on your phone? I'm curious. What do you use? Um, it's an app called Kine Master, like K-I-N-E. Ah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I can I can do it like five times faster than I can on my computer. I've got it so down like, to being pretty quick on PC. Go like, but... dat, dat, pat, pat. Okay, we're done. <laughs> I'll maybe have a look into that because that's yeah. that might save me some time as well. Have you looked into that? What the fuck is it called? Hover. Yes. I haven't oh, uploaded hover, it on my hover. I haven't even made an account yet. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk That's about a whole Hover new a social bit. media platform. So Hover is okay. Um, f- f- before we get started, I don't mean account. to. I don't want to shit talk, and I, I don't mean any. <laughs> shit, shit talk is actually kind of funny talk, because shit, that's talk, basically shit, what the app is. Oh, that was a good little play on words there. Um, right. So Hover is on paper great idea right they are doing what i keep saying that twitch should do which is that they're making a platform for clips ideally from i mean it's heavily focused on twitch um where you create your hover account you you link that with your twitch account so it is it's inherently linked up and then you post clips they're not in vertical format you just post them in your normal format i started reposting tiktok clips in vertical and they're not they don't look good so you post it your normal format and i think you can link up your xbox account and stuff and just pull clips straight from your xbox and stuff like it's there's some sort of cloud based thing so are you still in the are you still in the situation where you have to be choosing when the clips are uploaded or is it just any clip that's made on the channel is automatically no you choose what to upload Okay. So weirdly, because I was hoping, because I could see there's some when you go through the uploads. There's let me let me pull it up right now because it has a few different options available. Um, do, 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 hover. So if I want to post a clip, okay, this is a bad time for my phone to just want it. Well, this is part of the issue, I suppose. Um, I want to post a clip. It's like TikTok. Click the plus, and then you've got Xbox. And it'll come up saying, we use Xbox Live to get your Xbox clips. Connect your Xbox account to share your clips, right? Then there's a PS5 Switch account. So you can link your Twitter 
to get your PlayStation and Nintendo Switch clips. Uh, there's a Clip Cloud, which I think is like linking to your PC or something. And then there's clips that are saved to your device, to your phone. So I use the that, that last option. Take a clip. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it just adds an extra step. You could just go into Twitch Mobile or Twitch in your browser on your phone, download a clip, and it's you've got it on your device, and you can do it that way. Um, but you choose the clips in the normal format that you would stream in. You don't have to reformat them and post them on there. And the cool thing about it is that it is specifically kind of designed for streamers so that if somebody goes to your clip and they enjoy it, there's a button built in on the page to just follow the Twitch account. So if you're scrolling through there, you see a clip or maybe like the sort of TikTok thing, you start seeing the same person over and over and you think these clips are really funny. I can click a button on the app that will follow me to their Twitch channel immediately. So it removes that initial step of like, you know, on TikTok, oh, I'm going to follow this person on TikTok, but then I have to also go search for them on Twitch to go and follow them there. It takes away that extra step. Um, and in theory, it's great. You, you, you know, you put in what games you're interested in at the start. And when you upload a clip, you have to put what game category you're, this is in, right? So it'll, it'll bring you a list of games like similar to the Twitch um, homepage. And you click this clip is from Apex Legends. And they also run these competitions, which I think is really interesting. So they run these like weekly or monthly contests. And when you're uploading your clip, you can suggest it to go towards one of these clips. And it'll be like... You know, what's your funniest just chatting clip of the week? Or this is Apex players sponsoring a, a, a thing where you submit your best Apex clip in that category and you could win like $500 at the end of the week. Sorry, I'm ranting, I like so I need my inhaler. So there's a lot of um, <laughs> there's a lot of different like ca like categories you can put it into, which is, is interesting. Um, it has, in my opinion, two major, major problems. The first one is that who's on hover twitch streamers yeah so it's Twitch streamers so advertising twitch what streamers. incentive what incentive do you have to be on hover if you're not a twitch streamer i'm sure there is people on hover that aren't twitch streamers but the majority of people are other creators because that's what's meant for right it's it's like three bands on tour together like small bands and then yeah. they each go to like the next venue and then the audience and the crowd is just the other, the other band members i've yeah. been in that exact situation <laughs> yeah. as well yeah. Yeah. what's but, really bad is when you do that and um the other band members don't show up <laughs> god yes yeah, yeah 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 or they leave after soundcheck to go get food while you're playing yeah yeah it's the worst i mean that's never happened my bands have always been immaculate great i'm, I'm sure i've played many gigs to I the I other played, band and the bartender since fail okay i'm big i played with fucking proclaimers well not really i mean well, yeah, I, should, I was on well... the same stage as them for a festival <laughs> like they weren't there we played on the main stage and then a few hours later they showed up and played on the main stage and then fucked off again <laughs> but it, i was still on the same bill all right i'm taking it anyway that's my first thing is that it's just going to be other Twitch streamers that are on that platform. So you're kind of, you know, you're not really necessarily attracting viewers as just sharing your content with other streamers. My second issue with the app is that it is just a bit of a mess. Nothing really loads. Yeah. 
Uh, for some reason, I was no. I literally just signed up and I was trying to get through their dumb fucking tutorial. It's like tap anywhere, and I was like tap, tap. Let me continue. I know how to. Do and I yeah. started tapping harder. It's like go. <laughs> it just it, it's very slow. It's there. not a smooth experience to scroll from clip to clip, which is something TikTok and YouTube. If you just want to scroll, 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 you can do that. On hover, it's there's a lot of waiting for things to load. Um, as soon as I created my account, it said, you know, followers five, and I was like how the and i click same, it i was just about to say i click it, it says no followers. and it says no followers and i've had notifications to be like this person's now following you and the number's gone up to seven but every time i click it no followers uh when i go to my own page even though i know i've posted videos they don't show up um and i'll get notifications but then when i go to the notifications tab there's it just nothing will load it's a bit of a buggy mess um well, it, it almost, um to me my takeaway from this is it almost highlights an issue that this has brought up, but like um, one issue that Hover seems to have actually solved, which we need more of, is the ability to embed the option to directly follow a channel outside of Twitch. Because like if that was a feature, imagine if TikTok had that as a feature. Imagine if you know if 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 YouTube Shorts, well, YouTube wouldn't do it because they're direct competitor they don't want to yeah mm -hmm. but like if that were an option um even on just reddit i mean just think about like how many websites there are where people are are community driven websites where people are sharing content if there was a, a way that you could like remotely embed the option to have a link that when clicked would register as a follow that would be huge and imagine like just adding that level of versatility the the amount of ideas and creative solutions that people would come up with would probably explode because for the longest time i remember when for it, the longest it, it was really novel that you could embed a paypal button somewhere on a website mm. and that like was like oh like you can you know now you don't have to like go to paypal and actually like look at the person's address you can just embed the button somewhere Twitch kind of almost needs the same thing for discoverability on third-party platforms. Yeah. If they're not going to create an application like Hover themselves, or actually, honestly, they would need to build it within their own native platform. Because let's be honest, people aren't going to download a second platform to do basically the same thing. Yeah, They will if they must, <clears throat> but let's face it, most most companies are not as big as Facebook is. So when Facebook Messenger like took Messenger out of general Facebook app and made it its own second app, I was fucking annoyed because I was like, mm -hmm. great, now I need to have Facebook Messenger and Facebook on my phone at the same time. This is dumb as shit. And it became an impediment to me wanting to use it. Um, so if Twitch ever does something similar to TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Hovered GG, it really needs to be built within their own application. And I know, like, you know, as Conti has said on previous podcasts, the they're app. really missing out. Um, but even just if that was an option through somehow hooking into their API and allowing for, like, remote follows, that would be great. Um, and if, But I wonder, too, if that also opens up the door for possible, like, botting. You know, maybe, like, you know, yeah. some bot is a web crawler uh, comes across that embed somewhere and then just like directs a fuck ton of follow bots your way. Hmm. The, I don't know. The thing is, I want Hover to succeed if only for 
Twitch to take notice and think, yeah, we should do this with our app and make a better version, right? Like, and I, I, I hope, I really hope that somewhere Twitch R&D, they are working on something like this because it's impossible to ignore the success of TikTok. Um, we've already seen YouTube respond with YouTube Shorts. It's been very successful. I mean, YouTube Shorts is 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 a viable platform. It's got a lot of eyes on it, just like TikTok does. You know, it's and more importantly, it's embedded in YouTube. Yeah, it's right? just a subset. It's a sub feature of YouTube, so it's not taking up any more space on your phone. Exactly uh, on your home screen, you're already going to that place. The thing, they, they, you know, yeah. these companies know that short form content is what's popular right now. You know, because you've got apps like, I mean triller is an app that tried to copy tiktok i mean it's not doing very well as far as i know but it's it's a thing you know you've now got hover as well and all these other apps twitch already acknowledges that short form clips are an important thing they literally already have some kind of algorithm so that when you're watching a clip usually at the bottom there's a couple of other recommended clips that you might want to watch next i i just don't see how it'd be that difficult for them to take that extra step and make it its own little subsection of Twitch where they could have these channels linked in. They could run little events like Hover are doing. They could have a, you know, a, a Twitch rivals kind of show us your best Warzone snipe of the week and the winner gets, you know, X amount of bits from Twitch. Because, I mean, they've run these things. Like, they did the fairy mod mother thing recently where it would go randomly go around channels and yeah. gift subs or whatever. Why not use that to get people watching clips and you know they can throw ads on there you know tiktok has I ads to, i was about to say let's 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 not ignore the fact that they're always trying to figure out ways to push streamers to voluntarily run ads on their thing if you actually just had it so that every 10 videos that you watch it plays a 30 second ad in between before you can proceed people wouldn't love it but they would do with it and that would also again get more ad revenue into the pipeline for them yeah yeah, I just, I, I wish know. they would do it because it's, uh, I, I, I really hope. I've got to think if they're smart, somewhere in Twitch they're they're working on something. We know Twitch aren't the fastest to react to things. You know, YouTube Shorts haven't been around that long. And YouTube are usually fairly quick to, um, you know, implement new features and, and do things like that. And you know YouTube Shorts is a direct result of TikTok. 100%, no doubt, right? Like, I... I would like to think that maybe Twitch is just a few months behind, which we would normally sort of expect. <laughs> you know, in terms of copyright, Twitch is literally years behind YouTube. So I hope that this is not too far in the future, but it's got to be, it's got to be coming. Um, but anyway, point of that story is diversifying your content is one of the best ways to get eyes on you and your stuff. And if you're already like we are taking clips and cutting them down for tiktok it takes almost no extra time to just post that on youtube as a short as well yeah you know yeah. uh why not right i don't think hover is really going to go anywhere that's my gut feeling i don't know i i just made my first post on there while we were talking so uh let's see well, if let, I get famous let me today. know i uh i think i'm going to post my every so often j h r z that's the other thing they, does. they have these referral codes so that when you yeah, sign up you can put in a referral code i don't know what it does i was given a referral code by somebody who told me about it and it literally wouldn't let me create an account with the referral code 
Every time I did it, it kept crashing, and as soon as I took the referral code out, it let me make the account first time. I saw that when it said my referral code, it said zero out of 1,000, so maybe they had already gotten there. I don't know what the reward is, but they're they're obviously trying to get creators on there to then get all their buddies yeah. on as well. Um, Very weird. Through this incentivized code thing, but oh my I, God. I don't I think it'll go anywhere. I reopened the fucking app, and it wants me to go through the tutorial again. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry, Hover, if you're uh, watching or listening... Uh, I want you... I want you to succeed. I don't want you to succeed anymore. You're inconveniencing me. <laughs> I understand that I can switch the rotation of my phone! Okay, cool. We're good. Hey, but my post showed up. No, it's, you know, again, it's definitely worth trying... Uh, Eve's had a lot of success with, with YouTube shorts. I have other friends that have seen post videos that are getting a lot of views. Like, if these views were on main YouTube videos, it would be huge. You know, now, obviously, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not quite the same thing. I mean, my, my again, my one experience of a video that, you know, I went to bed, I had three views, and I woke up the next day and I had a thousand. But it still only had, like, three likes, two comments, uh, you know, not a lot of interaction happening. But yeah regardless it's still worth trying there's there's no harm it doesn't hurt and it takes two seconds extra if you're already putting your content on other platforms so there's a good question the and... nice thing oh, oh go ahead eve oh has, has, does your iron brew say yes sir oh yeah it's the whole euros thing the you know the yes sir i can boogie it's kind of been like this song yes sir i can boogie but I need a certain song. It's like, that's kind of been like yeah, the Scotland. No, I completely Euros forgot what I was going to say, though. So. Song thing. Grog, <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, God, imagine being derailed by a soda can. Um, <laughs> there's a good good question and comment in chat. Uh, this comes from Scott. It says, I, I know you slightly covered this last week, but would it not make sense to put certain content on TikTok, other content on YouTube, and other content elsewhere, just so that you are not duplicating. Granted, I appreciate this involves more editing from a creator side, but uh, surely there's no sense in duplicating content to the same viewers. Yes, uh, in a vacuum, yes. It would make sense to have maybe marginal overlap if you have like a premiere video um, dedicated to covering a milestone. Maybe it's a montage that you really want to like springboard off of um maybe it's a uh, uh, like um there's a number of reasons why you might want to publish something to all these different platforms but nominally would you want to mitigate having too much overlap if you do have the same followers uh, in different venues yes can you yes but it's hard <laughs> because it, it comes down to the thing that you actually addressed in the question which is it just takes more time. It's just more time. Um, and without like a, a, a staff or a workforce and with everyone doing stuff solo, basically, I mean, everyone is an independent, you know, both artist, promoter, editor, um, you name it, you're wearing like 50 different hats. I think it just, it becomes complicated to put a lot of work in both to doing the live content, then you also have to manage your Discord. You also have to manage your socials that aren't even video related. You know, you want to be active on places where you can be visible, like Twitter, 
you know um if you're if you uh stream on facebook gaming you know you'd want to be active on facebook so there's all sorts of interactions that need to take place and so many things vying for your attention that there often i don't think is a lot of time for people to curate content specifically for one platform at the expense of ignoring others and usually now that there are kind of almost two camps you have long form and short form um you've got short form being like youtube shorts and tiktoks and you know instagram reels and stuff like that because let's not forget instagram is also going through a lot of changes recently Inst i don't want to get bogged down in it but instagram is actually pushing away from being a uh, a static photo sharing platform to moving towards just copying TikTok. Um, you're going to have short form platforms for content uh, where you just watch videos that are probably two minutes or less, probably one minute or less. And then you're going to have long form content, which at this point is really just YouTube. Um, and technically within Twitch, you have highlights, which can be any length of time. But let's be honest, most people aren't going to Twitch to look at highlights. Mm -hmm. um, if they're even going to look at VODs at all. So if people can create uh, a piece of media um, with the limited time they have outside of networking and, and trying to be social and trying to just be interactive with their own community on top of already doing the thing which they're doing, which is being live on stream, uh, which you can't make that, you can't, I mean, I guess in theory, there's probably somebody out there who's figured out the secret of like being live on stream and making the content on stream and then posting it from stream to the these platforms. But um, in that sense, they're just it's just being spread thin. And I think there just isn't enough time to curate uh, bespoke content. You know, this is my TikTok only shorts and this is my YouTube shorts only material and this is my Instagram reels only material. Um so, yeah. See, my... The... <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead, Kronk. Let me I was going to say, or, or you could stagger it. The other option, too, is that you don't, you know, maybe you, maybe you create, sit down for a day or a week, and you're creating a batch of content. Maybe you don't publish them all at the same time. If you have, like, this hot poppin' Apex video, uh, maybe you don't push it to YouTube Shorts and, you know, uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and all these other things all at once. Maybe try and stagger them. That could be a way to diversify content. You figure the algorithms for these websites are so aggressive. There's a strong chance that when once you post something, the window for discoverability closes after 48 hours. And let's be honest, for something like TikTok, it closes after 24 hours. So it's like if you're not get it, if if it's not getting swept up by the algorithm and 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 if it hasn't received impressions by people within a short window of time, it's probably never going to be seen again unless you're an avid uh, devotee of that um, creator and you're going to their page on a daily basis checking for new uploads um, so I think that if you are going to repost content probably better to just like spread it out um, but it, it's down to a time management thing and, and unfortunately most people are just it's a one person operation so and I think a big part of it when you're a smaller streamer is really just using these to drive to the platform that you're on most yes. of the time so it's I don't know. I, I feel like if, uh, if like personally, if you follow me on TikTok or if you follow that second channel on YouTube, you're you're just getting the same content. Really, you should only follow one. It's really just to try and get more eyes. Exactly. That was my thought to it as well. I 
in the past i have made content specifically for tiktok you know if i think of a funny joke or mm -hmm. you know there's there's a trend happening on tiktok i'll maybe record it and post it i'm not going to take that same content and post it on youtube or on you know my stream because it's a trend that was happening on tiktok that i jumped on it the reason we say you know to post these clips on, on other platforms it's to be efficient you know if i sit down and do an eight hour stream and there's a lot of good moments good clips and i do nothing with those clips because my audience has already seen them that's a massive waste that's so inefficient and it's it's honestly wasteful i appreciate that there may be some small overlap between people who see my stream and then people who follow tiktok but it's a very small amount the the my my way of looking at it is twitch is where i'm creating my content and if I want to use that content to be as efficient as possible, I need to spread it out to other places for other people to see it and hopefully come back to the stream, right? And the reason I made the second YouTube channel as well is because I know there's some people that watch my stream that don't want to be on TikTok and that's totally fine. Then there's a second YouTube channel where we post these best moments, these best clips. I mean, I follow both these guys on Twitch. That doesn't mean I catch every minute of their streams. So it's nice to see Grog's TikToks pop wow. up or, or Eve's TikToks pop up. Wow. Because that's a that's a moment that they've identified. You're not was there a, all the time? I'm not. As much as I wish I could be, those moments come up and it's a moment that one of you has thought, this is a good moment and this deserves a bit of, you know, this deserves to be its own thing. And I can see that moment and watch it on those other platforms. But to me, you got to be smart about it, right? I'm not going to take a, a, a YouTube video that I made and then just play that on my stream. I, just like I wouldn't stream for eight hours and then the next day go, I'll just rerun the same stream. I'll just play it as a video on Twitch. That's a waste of time, in my opinion. So when you're live on Twitch, you're creating that original content there. But if you want to be efficient with it, you can go out i mean don't get me wrong i'll make other youtube videos that i do off stream they're completely their own thing they go up on youtube but if i can do something live and it's an enjoyable experience for the, the the live viewers and then afterwards i can take that and edit that down to a nice good youtube video and put it out there youtube is discoverable twitch isn't so that video maybe there's a tiny chance gets picked up in the algorithm and new people see it and then they come to the stream that is the entire point that's why we take our clips and put them on tiktok on youtube and all these other things i get what you're saying in a perfect world you'd have completely unique things for everything but just because somebody sees that clip on tiktok it doesn't mean there's no point to then post the same clip on youtube because there's a different audience there so do you see what i'm trying to like am i making sense with that like it's all about yeah. discoverability streaming on twitch 12 hours a day is not going to get you anywhere you need to get your content out on other places where people well, can see it. And let's and let's and let's be honest. The crux of it really comes down to it is discoverability at cost. And right now, if you were an enterprising streamer who is making next to no money, because I mean, let's be honest, if you have if you have like less than five hundred subs, you're you you cannot sustain yourself on the platform. It's just not possible. Um, and even even 500 subs is still the very low end, um, sadly. So in that sense, it because it's it's just an issue of of 
uh, money and scale, people can basically just do more with less. And and by having a, a smaller, lesser batch of content that they dissemin disseminate across a larger set of networks, it's just cost effective. If honestly, if 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 I know that Condi and Eve and 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 myself, we've all come up with like banger clips where we've had something that is either incredibly impressive that we've done in game, something extremely witty that has happened, or just a combination of all of the above, and they're memorable. They're memorable for a host of reasons. And you could probably even solicit any streamer could probably solicit their communities to come up with like what's my top clip? Like what's the thing that really is like speaks to this channel? Or maybe your channel trailer, if that's just a composite of all your best stuff, dude, if I could pay a gajillion friggin' dollars to have that run on Times Square and like, you know, have like, you know, you know, have fun, question mark, follow it, you know, twitch.tv slash grog mode. Like, if that was possible, people would do it. Like, it's just, we don't have the money. Um, it doesn't exist. And I think the people, for example, like, um, Oh, shit, I'm forgetting the 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 mod and the editor's name right now. But like Tim the Tapman, he's got his Whips. dude. Whips. Whips is like his guy. Whips is like his full he is full-time mod and editor for Tim the Tapman. When I go on Instagram and I see something on there, Whips is the person that edited it and put it there. And like so when I go to Instagram and then I go somewhere else, I am seeing different content for Tim. But as you know, we already know, he's just raking in cash. If you don't have a team behind you uh, or you don't have a dedicated partnership with another streamer who, you know, where your where your talents overlap, maybe you're really good at editing, um, and, but they're really good at social media management or maybe they're really good just at uh, doing artwork for, you know, your overlays or whatever. If you don't have that level of partnership where you're handing off those responsibilities, I don't see uh, diversifying content specifically on a per platform basis as being viable because they're just, it's just down to, you know, economy of scale. We, the money is so low and so poor, you have to basically do everything for free. And, and the, the real cost is just human cost. It's the free time that you have to do it. Uh, so if your main, if you see yourself, if you enjoy primarily uh, creating content live, um, anything that is asynchronous that is going to be posted elsewhere is going to take the back seat. Um, inversely, the same is true. There are plenty of people who maybe started out streaming and moved to becoming a YouTuber. And they they don't do live content anymore. Uh, it's Jimbo is someone who we had on the channel a while back. Uh, he doesn't really stream anymore. Um, he just does YouTube stuff. And that's his passion now. And it's been really successful for him. Um, but I think that like all of that just kind of comes at a cost. It's really where where do you prioritize your personal level of interest for engagement? If you're there for the stream, and and you really love the live interaction with your your community, you're going to suffer on on you know the the end of like having to make videos and 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 publish those videos and advertise those videos. There's just no two ways about it unless you have a team. Yeah. Um it's it's interesting, and I, I, I the other thing I think is is key is that a lot of people will have a kind of main platform where they want like you know 
for example, so Scott made the point of, you know, uh, he said, if all channels, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, etc., they all have the same videos and the same content, then he feels less likely that he's going to follow on each of those platforms. But if each platform had unique content from the same creator, uh, then he's more likely to follow all of them, right? And that's perfectly understandable. I, I get that. There's people that I'll follow on Twitch that I wouldn't necessarily sub to on YouTube, depending on what type of content I like watching from them, right? Um, the way for me that I would look at it is my main platform's Twitch. So I want people to come to Twitch. So if you're already here, that's great. I, you, you don't need to feel any obligation to go and follow TikTok or YouTube Shorts or whatever. The option is there because, again... No, go watch every single one of my TikToks right after this. <laughs> there's there's like, there's like a lot of people that I follow on Twitch that, I, again, I just don't have enough hours in the day to watch them while I'm working and doing my own things and, and all this. So having their, their YouTube channel there, when a video pops up, I can go watch it. And chances are, maybe I've seen some of it live. Maybe I didn't see all of it live. Maybe I missed that day completely. And I can watch that video on my own time, you know, as, as and when I want to. And I... You know, usually when it's a, a video, it's not just straight. Here's the eight-hour stream I did on YouTube. It's going to be edited down to the best bits and be in a format that's nice and easy to consume. Um, and the same goes for TikTok and things. There's a bunch of creators that I follow on there, and I'll see their TikToks, and I maybe didn't catch the stream that day, and I still enjoy it. Or maybe I think, well, I need to go find that YouTube video because that was a funny clip. I'm going to go watch that video, right? So it's it really is a the whole game is trying to get those eyes on the content that you want them to see so for me i want people to see that live content and the best way to do that is to put out the best bits of that live content in short snippets and hopefully get people to go i'm going to come over and watch this live because that's the end game really right that is what all streamers small streamers are really looking for uh, and the best way to do that is to just take those best bits and advertise yourself. They're adverts for your channel. I'd like to highlight something that was said in chat that, I, you know, and I think that, you know, I think we we understand, you know, the concerns that uh, Scott raised in chat and they're valid. They're totally valid as a consumer of, of this material. Uh, and I, you know, and he I, gets, gets our end of things. I, I want to actually focus on comments from uh, Kevin OSX. Um, I think that they do a really nice job of just kind of neatly summing up sort of the, the moral dilemma of it all. Uh, and they wrote, uh, they think that new creators don't understand that some bigger creators have a team or teams behind them that help create all that content. And then they get it burnt out quickly trying to do all that stuff by themselves. Uh, they go on to say, I wish, I really wish that these creators would be more open about that too, but you rarely see any of the other teams mentioned. All you see is creator ABC released 20 videos this month. No mention of the writers, the editors, the graphics, etc. And that's that's really it. Um, if you also let's the the big elephant in the room that we haven't even talked about is the fact that at a certain point, even mid-tier content creators sign up with agencies. Um, there are talent agencies that are specific for streaming. And there's not just one talent agency. There's a whole slew of them, um, both both foreign and domestic. There are uh, agencies in the EU. There's agencies here in North America for people like even myself. There's agencies for Condi. Um, those agencies aren't cheap, but that is the next step for a lot of people where once they break through the lower crust of minor success, very minor success, often that would be um, an opportunity 
to basically, you know, take the leap of faith that investing in this agency is going to be worth it for you long run, because I'm sure some people, they probably go to the point where they, you know, get set up with a talent agent. Uh, and there's a talent group um, that is there to promote streamers. And maybe that won't be successful or, for them. It won't necessarily be any failing on behalf of the talent agency, but some things just don't succeed. And that's a risk um, that that some people will take. Can I, uh, the question in chat was, can I define what a mid-tier streamer would be? I, that's anomalous. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I can answer that because I think that there's, um, there's not enough transparency in this field uh, to really know what the numbers are there. We don't have a glass door um, type website where people are, are writing down, you know, what is their viewer base as compared to their sub base as compared to what they're taking home. Um, and it's complicated and a little messy because you've got other means of income that may not directly be related to metrics that we can see. Um, some channels are really big with, you know, hauling in bits every stream. Some channels are really big with donos. Um, you know, like, and some channels, you know, are just making what they make based off of just the subs and of those subs, it's probably a lot of them are just going to be tier one subs, very few, if any tier two or tier three subs. So I think because there's so many avenues of income and so many ways in which, uh, you can be profitable. I don't know. Um, uh, Joris says in chat, uh, a mid tier uh, is above or below average of a thousand viewers. That feels yeah. I'd I would say that's I, about I, right. I, I would say that's about right. Or or like mid to low would be somewhere in the ballpark of like 500, 500 as the low end, and and going upward. Um, I think the people that I've seen that I followed on Twitter who. And often, again, people are not um, transparent about moving to a talent agency. Um, some people that I, I know that have like joined agencies, um, uh, T-Rex, Jambo, but that's only because they've reposted stuff pertaining to the agencies that they've belonged to or when they've left one and moved to another. But, you know, it seems to be around that, you know, after you're 300 plus, um, and you're starting to move into the 500 to 1,000 concurrent viewer range that people are maybe looking into um, going that route. And maybe on an independent level before that, if they're making enough money and their overhead at home for their rent, their income, et cetera, is enough that they can throw some money towards an editor on the side, they might be able to create a team you know, off the rip earlier than it would be uh, if they had to join an agency. But that's, again, there's just not enough data and it's not not enough of itself reported and it's certainly not um, source reported directly from Twitch. Twitch isn't saying here are the numbers, um, here are the annual metrics on how much the average person is making based on you know the average views. I think that would be phenomenal, but they would never do it because I think it would scare people away from the dream. Um, of making it speaking of uh hiring editors i know i know condi used to be in the same boat i used to have an editor that i would do like weekly videos with and obviously that that went to a point where that wasn't financially viable <laughs> more um but that was such a big relief it was just oh okay record something for like minutes, and then it's out of my hands 
it was such a massive relief uh time wise yep just, uh yeah get back to that point you know it's nice <laughs> yeah it makes it makes a big difference it's great but then i also see the other side of it which is that i i know grog you don't really do youtube to the same sort of degree but like i have found for my you know to, to kind of play the other side i have found it to be very positive for me doing the youtube stuff because i mean for my own mental health if i'm having a bad day and i'm i'm really just not feeling it and i just don't feel like i can go live I know I can still sit down in front of the PC for a couple hours and edit a video and get towards maybe not even finish a video, but have a chunk of it done so that I still get that same sort of dopamine hit of being like, I've done the work, I've, I've made something. Um, now, granted, yeah, it's hard to do that. I mean, a lot of these streamers upload daily. I mean, Tim the Tapman, you mentioned earlier, I think he has like three YouTube channels with daily videos. He obviously yeah. he has a team it's not no no one person could do that it's it's just not going to be uh possible but it's for me personally i i really enjoy doing that editing side of it although i agree when i have worked with editors in the past it's quite nice to just be like there you go and that's just getting done in the background and then i can focus on other stuff but i also wouldn't discount it like for me making that content for other platforms even if it's just editing tiktoks or you know uh sitting down and putting some time into a video like a full video for youtube at least then that makes me still feel like i've done some work and i've been productive even though i've, I've not streamed because uh, you you guys can both relate to this you maybe just don't feel up to streaming that day so you say well i'm just gonna have to miss today and you sp spend the whole day feeling shitty about it because yeah. you're like well <laughs> i didn't stream today and guess what i didn't even relax and enjoy my time off because i'm just feeling guilty for not going live and it's not even for me it's not even guilty because oh well the viewers were expecting me to be live it's like what the fuck like if i want to make it in this industry and i'm just sitting here doing fuck all and i'm not getting there for me being able to take that content that i have and do work and at least i know next week i'm gonna have a video out because i've had the extra time now to sit and edit it. um that's been huge for me just while we were talking as well it reminded me of a post i saw on reddit that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to go through. So unfortunately, it's a graph, which is not going to be able to show you guys, but it's a, a graph showing average viewership on Twitch over a 30-day period. So this was posted six days ago, and the table contains the 30 days of data um, based on average viewership. So it breaks it down. In that 30-day period, there was a total of 2,736,844 non-affiliate channels that had 0 to 5 average viewers. There was 689,617 affiliates with 0 to 5 viewers and 1,459 partners with 0 to 5 viewers. Then you jump to the next category, which is 6 to 10. Now on the bar graph, that is infinitely smaller than the first category. Uh, almost 50,000 community with 6 to 10, only just under 150,000 affiliates and about 1,200 partners with 6 to 10. After that number, which is, I believe is like 11 to 25, is tiny, right? So if you've got over 11 viewers, you are really in that top part of Twitch. You know, by like something like 99% of people on Twitch are saying between 0 and 5 viewers right which is 
really interesting. And I think also is kind of nice to know that, hey, if you've got even more than five viewers, you're in the top sort of bracket of Twitch, right? So reading through what it says, many people think that affiliate you'll inherently get more views due to Twitch giving you recommendations. Most affiliates saw zero to five viewers in June. Um, yeah, 70% of affiliates uh, we're saying a zero to five average viewers. So you're already, if you've got more than five viewers, you're ahead of 70% of other affiliates, which really, I know someone mentioned in, in chat earlier, I think it was Kevin was saying about the top 5%. Really, it's the top 0.5%, as he was saying, that the top, top, top streamers uh, are up there. And I think it's sometimes just really interesting to put that into perspective and realize that, guess what? if you've got over five years you're not in that first category where almost everyone else is you are in the sort of next one or the next one again um i don't really not necessarily like to look at those statistics but it's kind of sometimes a bit reassuring to think that you know maybe even if you're on a bit of a decline i mean me personally just going into it, i feel like my my channel's not a, a, in a period of growth right now we're very much stagnating and i'm trying to mix it up with different games and do other things but we're definitely very stagnant and that's okay that happens on twitch comes in waves you know ups and downs that's that's the way it is um but that little bit of reassurance to go you know what if you've got more than six viewers you're still doing amazing compared to the majority of people on this platform right and i i just think that's worth worth mentioning it's interesting data um, yeah, I, just to springboard off of that, if anyone is ever interested in looking at any data specific to a channel, um, through the API, uh, pretty much everything except for sub information. So subscription, subscriber information is private, although you can opt in if it's your channel. Um, but basically you can go to twitchtracker.com. And if you go to twitchtracker.com, you can plug in the information for any channel uh past or present you can see all of their metrics for hours viewed um individual i mean basically it is everything if you want to see like oh i got rated by so and so two years ago what was my peak average viewership to the day like i can find that out um it's really really interesting it'll give you the over under on weekly monthly or yearly statistics um, it'll break down categories. It'll even break down how many followers were gained or lost. So if you start streaming in a new directory, you can see if you're trending downward because you started streaming in a directory. Like I know that right now, even though No Man's Sky was far and away um, not my most streamed game ever on the platform, um, it, it, it got my most views and it got my most follows. <laughs> and like, I just, I can't name that game. It's just not in me to do it, right? But I know that that game was really successful. So that is a metric that I can use going forward. Um, but Twitch twitchtracker.com is really interesting because you can look up anyone, the biggest streamer to the littlest streamer, it doesn't matter. All the data is there. If you think that like somebody maybe, you know, like, you know, if you hear in gossip channels that like, oh, you know, so-and-so was follow botting, you know, or, or trying to boost their stats, Usually that stuff is pretty apparent because you'll basically just be watching the graph and instead of like a steady arc upward and uh, you'll see like they got like 10,000 follows overnight and like their stream, you know, like uh, view count has remained relatively stagnant. 
you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's all there. It's all open for anyone to see. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would definitely recommend, uh, people checking that out. Uh, a question that Scott brought up in chat was, is what Condi mentioned by the numbers, any indication that they are making the threshold for becoming an affiliate too low, uh, or that too many people can achieve that status. The thing is, that's what Twitch wants and needs. Um, from a business perspective, that having the bar for affiliate be low enough um, means that once you become affiliate, you can start accepting subscriptions. If you can take in subs, you're taking in money not only for yourself, but also for the platform. So for those, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of channels that are are in the, you know, bottom 75% or more, um, of Twitch that are pulling in almost no viewers. If they're still pulling in a sub, they're still pulling in some money. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to make affiliate harder to get. There's been discussions recently on Twitter, um, particularly amongst people who are both partnered and unpartnered, but are on their way to partnership about just how, in a way, unobtainable and unfair their partnership can be in terms of like the requirements necessary to, to even get there. Um, that's a whole other discussion for a different show. I just think at the end of the day, um, affiliate status is not going to go anywhere. I don't think it's going to become easier because getting affiliate is already pretty easy. So, easy. Um, so, and whether you do it honestly or whether you fake it, it's easy to get, um, getting People 50 have followers. never faked it before. Okay. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> they've never faked it for someone else's satisfaction never no, 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 no. um <laughs> yeah i just think that uh i think that overall kind of like there is just a a general lack of awareness and that's not and i don't say that as a slight to anyone but there's a general lack of understanding um both among creators uh as well as viewers about how like how dense this market is and how impossible it is to really grow um, and the amount of money that we really take in. I mean, if you, you know, like I, I might make somewhere between like 190 and 240 bucks a month. And I've got 25 concurrent subscribers on average. Um, I would have made more. I would have made that much in two and a quarter shifts at, of work at my old full-time job. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, like I was making almost two grand every paycheck and now I was getting paid twice a month. So, you know, it's not, you have, to, <sighs> I'm getting tongue tied, <laughs> but the point is, is that it really just comes down to, I don't think people really understand how much work it takes not only to be successful, but how much work that people who are already not successful are putting in just to be scraping by and even at that level the making a, a couple hundred bucks a month it means you're still in the top two percent of the platform yep that's crazy <laughs> like yeah there's like, so many people on the platform that you know unfortunately the vast majority you just don't see because they're buried at the bottom of uh fortnite or call of duty warzone with zero to one viewers i mean no disrespect and you know if you get affiliate you are absolutely allowed to be excited about it it is a milestone but it's not in the grand scheme of things it is not a hard 
level to hit and that's by design it's meant to be yeah. easy because twitch want to monetize because guess what even if every affiliate gets one sub as i just showed you there there was something like two million unique channels went live with zero to five viewers that month if every channel if every one of those two million channels was made affiliate and got one sub twitch takes half of that and guess what if they never hit their hundred dollar thing twitch is just taking all that money really so that's a lot of money that they're just leaving on the table uh not that being affiliate isn't important but i think when affiliate first launched i was super fucking hyped right i was on twitch before affiliate was even a thing right uh, and when affiliate first came out and they offered it to me i was hyped as fuck i i didn't back then i didn't know if i wanted to take it because i i felt very much like well i don't want to monetize my channel like i didn't have a donation link or anything it was like this is just fun i'm not trying to monetize it but then i'm glad i took affiliate because it gives you so much more that you can do with your channel but now that it's been well four years affiliate's been a thing it's yeah. it's really again you're allowed to be excited about it and it but my thing is that if you've been streaming for two years and you're struggling to get affiliate, you need to look back at what you're doing and figure out something different. You need to revisit your content and work out why you're not getting affiliate because it really, I mean, people are not, I'm not suggesting you could do this, but you can have, you know, your friends and family just open a tab for you, you know, and there you go. That's your three viewers. If you get two, two family members to open up a tab, then you hit your three average it's i really truly think that sooner or later twitch is going to just lower it again i think twitch is going to say as long as you've streamed seven times you can be affiliate i i really truly think they will because what their twitch isn't benefiting from having that small you know gap to hit affiliate so i really don't know where um where that's gonna happen but i think it will happen um, because affiliate it's cool it's exciting you should be excited about it i'm not saying you're wrong to be excited about hitting affiliate but the way i like to think about it is you're going to a job interview on the top floor of this building right starting streaming is like getting the bus to the job interview going through security at the front door is hitting affiliate and then right at the very very top after you've went up a hundred flights of stairs partnership is your job interview that's the way i think of it in my head right you're just through the door when you hit affiliate that's my thoughts yeah. on it anyway but <laughs> um i feel like we kind of got into a rant there do we have yeah. <laughs> do we have anything else we kind of want to hit this week i mean the only the only thing that i would really like to check out there is um and this is i guess kind of to, to to dovetail it together um there is something uh, there's a myth that i would like and we would like to debunk uh here in just a moment and part of that has to do with the fact that like there isn't enough we've we've been talking about how there's not enough transparency in terms of how some of this stuff works uh we have you know websites like twitch tracker where it's using the api and and people have um, that is not a website made by Twitch, but the information is publicly available and people have put in a lot of hard work and effort to make that information digestible. Um, but there's still plenty of things that we don't fully understand unless Twitch explicitly explains this is how it works. And one of them uh, is the fact that 
you've probably been on a channel or gone in a raid or we've even talked about it here on this channel where you'll hear a streamer say if you're going to lurk or you know thanks for the raid you know please don't close the tab or refresh the tab and don't mute the channel please mute the tab because if you mute the channel you will not be counted as a viewer people who are on doing partnership pushes uh, when we had pigeon on here he was talking about uh uh turn up uh, or tab it? up Ta turn up or tab up uh, no i think it was just turn up and tab up um maybe yeah and and it was basically down to leave a tab open if you're trying to help somebody you know um reach their concurrent viewer mark for say partnership and um, make sure that you turn the volume up so that you are counted as a concurrent viewer and and not um just you know a non-existent viewer here's the myth uh i actually went back after we had some private discussion in our podcast chat like uh, almost two weeks ago and I found a thread uh, from Twitch support. Uh, this is the official um, secondary support channel for Twitch. This is a um, uh, an official mouthpiece for the platform. And on 10-16-2019, uh, they said they recently made changes to help them better detect and remove artificial views from view counts, such as third-party sites. They have a link to learn more. And then they had a secondary uh, post that followed that one. Uh, same day, 10-16-2019, that says, Lurkers, don't worry, we see you. We will still include viewers who are watching but may not be chatting, have the stream or browser tab muted, or may be watching a handful of streams at one time. Um, they also said, uh, in response to a user who made a comment on that thread, Hey, muting the stream or browser will still count as a viewer. One thing that is important to keep in mind is if a user has only... Uh, logged in via chat they will not be included in the view count so that would basically mean you've got the chat window open but not the video player there are ways to do that but that would kind of be a, an odd way of like yeah. um interacting with a page but it's possible but i i'm glad they clarified but in short uh and again this was and th that second comment that i made um was like from last year from september 29th of last year uh twitch support again reiterating that quote muting the stream or browser will still count as a viewer and it so, makes sense because you know uh, yeah. deaf people exist <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely um i guess i brief like really quick before we kind of you kind of hit message to or talk about it a little bit there i want to talk about this sort of partner push mentality a little bit because it is something we've all got used to seeing and okay i guess i can get your guys thoughts on it i i feel that partner push can be great if you're very close to hitting those goals and it can really get the community moving and bring a lot of attention and hype to your channel but i also feel like it can be quite negative what and here's a here's a side question just to interject. What do you think is quite close? Because I think that really varies from so, person to person making these pushes. Yeah, so it's difficult. I think the main thing that everybody's the majority of people, the last thing that you need to tick on that box is average of seventy five viewers, right? I think that's yeah. the most the, the most common last step to hit, and I think there's a lot of sort of pressure once you get to maybe like 50 60 plus to start doing this partner push thing 
I, I don't know. I've never done a partner push. I'm not really close enough to start thinking about that. But to me, partner push, obviously, it, it brings your community together, right? Those people are going to be excited and, and want to help you hit partner. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. No. Every, everything just went deafeningly quiet. What was that? That was like thunder. Hang on. I, oh. Was... Did it knock your fan off or something? It sounded like someone fired a gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> all I hear stream, is... Did you hear that? That was like, fucking crazy. Oh, there we go. Your background noise completely died for a second. It was like... I think Discord maybe just didn't pick up, but that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Discord picked it up. I'm listening to Discord, not the stream. Okay, well, the stream heard it. That was, that was nuts. Uh, sorry. That was like somebody was really not happy with what I was saying there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up up there. <laughs> I so the way I think about Jeff it is Bezos out there. Yeah. a lot of people look at that and think once I hit that 75 concurrent I'm gonna get partnered which is just not true right once you hit the 75 that's a guideline and then you can submit an application uh, I, I don't know how true this is but I feel like a lot of the time Twitch is gonna just deny that first application yeah. because that's what I would do right if I was looking for partners to represent the platform I'm going to deny the first one because I want to see if they're going to continue to keep working and they're not just going to give up immediately, right? So with that in mind, it's difficult. I, I think you can fall into this trap where you're partner pushing for a long time and that hype starts to go down. And I think it's also important to acknowledge that you're probably going to attract a lot of people that are just there for that partner push because they're excited to be part of something and get the the channel to partnership and chances are if the channel hits partner or it doesn't those people are going to start to drop off um as kev mentioned earlier you know he's seen a lot of people who have like partner push in their title with five average viewers right yeah, i think I've there's done. nothing wrong with a partner push once you're really up there in numbers and you're very close to hitting that but it seems to me that you have to be careful with where you time it Here's here's the other concern too is that sometimes and I I was um, raided once by someone who was a partner. I followed them at the time. Their content's okay. It's not necessarily for me, but there's nothing wrong with them. Um, but I they popped up in my feed the other day when I was just looking to like watch somebody yesterday evening, and um, they were sitting there with like they hadn't just gone live. They were live and had been live, and they only had six average viewers. Uh, and this is someone who's partnered. And then I pulled them up on Twitch Tracker, and it looked like they just had this meteoric moment at a certain point more than a year ago, whether it be a partner push or something just the stars aligned. They got partnership, and they've just been like at 11 average viewers. Like, pretty much for a year, they're partnered. <laughs> like, you know, the I think that a, a real concern is that when that when the when the hype dies how many people are really going to be sticking around you know when the partner push is over once they think that you've they've gotten you across the finish line um there's there are going to be people and it's not because they are have ill intention but they just you know were there they made time for you they made time to help with something they made time to get you across the finish line and then after that they weren't your diehard audience. They weren't your core. They didn't represent your core viewership. 
um they were nice people who you know turned up to like you know help see someone succeed but they weren't going to be able to commit long term and in doing so you could hit partnership meet the re requirements maybe you don't get it on the first application but maybe that partner push goes because you can only do it once every 30 days so maybe like it goes for another month maybe you're crazy lucky and you get it on your second application do you think that you're going to still be hitting like you know 75 to 80 concurrent viewers you know a month after the partnership goes through it's a good chance you might swing down um I, yeah i think it's just organic growth to me i think is the best and only true metric of success uh having campaigns um specialty campaigns that 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 are designed to forcibly push um, at key moments can be good for lots of reasons. Do it during a charity drive. Do it during, I mean, there's plenty of reasons why you would want those things to happen. It, it's it's not like the, the intent is wrong. Um, it's for good reason, but um, it's not sustainable if you're bringing in an audience that is not d destined or designed to be part of your core audience. Mm. Um, I think so of I it kind of like, and I know it's easy. It's easy for me to say because I've not been in a position where I would say I'm close enough to try and push for partner. You know, it's not something I've ever really tried to like. You know, guys, you have to watch my stream so I can get to partner. Like, I'm never, I've never really got to that point. But I like to imagine how badass it would be to just be like, oh, I don't know where. Be like, guess, guess what, guys, partnered. It's like driving tests. Back when I was a young lad. All the people around me, they wouldn't tell anyone when they got had their driving test because they felt like, oh, uh, if they know it's my driving test tomorrow and I fail, then everyone's going to know I failed. Whereas if nobody knows and I just show up and I can drive now and I've got my license, it would be badass. That's the way I kind of look at it. Again, it's easy for me to say as somebody who's never applied for partner and is not even close, but that's the way I would look at it. It's like, don't, I, I, I would like to think that if I ever get there, I'll just keep it quiet. Just apply, just, you know, keep it quiet. Yeah. And with the, and on the other side of uh, people who do have like these big moments, not necessarily partner pushes, um, but they have something that blows up. It's all a matter of capturing that afterwards because a lot of these people have some big moment and then they can't capitalize on it. And then it just goes away. I, I feel like, just like what you were saying, I don't think pushing for partner is a good idea. I think if you're already hitting it and you've been hitting it for a while, <laughs> then um, that's the best way to approach it. But because I've I've seen a few people while I've been on Twitch, they'll do the partner push. They won't get it. Do it like three or four times. They won't get it. And I've seen a couple of them just quit after that. Yeah, because they I've get so burnt out too. on it. And it's like. Fuck, like you you really loved this before that. <laughs> and now and if you're, you're full of like resentment and Yeah, and if you're doing this this hard push every single day, imagine because at that point, right, if you were partner pushing for a couple months, every single day, the thing that is on your mind is am I over the 75 concurrent viewers? Which means that you are just thinking about the viewer number the entire time. That must take such an incredible toll. I couldn't do it. I try not to look at my viewer account when I'm live. I'll have a look afterwards at stream and see what average viewers are like. Just because, you know, you need to, to keep an eye on these sorts of things. But I can't imagine spending every day looking at that. Because imagine one day you're sitting with like 
30, 40 viewers. You just know that the longer you're on stream, you're hurting your average. So what are you going to do? You're going to end that stream probably. Try again another day. And I don't think that's a healthy way of looking at it. And I don't think it's a good way of, of looking at it. Uh, I think... Well, because it it's... You're right. And I agree with you completely. And the reason why it's not healthy is because it completely... It, it forces you to reshuffle your priorities and your sense of self-worth and value. Like, suddenly, you're not as concerned about the about your enjoyment of what you're doing and the and the 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 worth in what you're creating it's just been boiled down to a number and then it's really easy to tear yourself down or tear yourself apart because i'm not the number's not going up where i need it you know as you said the longer you stay on with a lower concurrent viewer um uh, count it's going to skew your average down the longer you stay on and it it starts it it like basically starts to inject these ideas into your head that like what you're doing isn't worth it because if i'm not hitting that mark i'm not worth it and that could not be further from the truth for people who are really committed to their channel committed to their community and committed to their craft like people who are um putting out good content should be valued for what they're what they're doing and not questioning like I'm only as good as my viewer count is, and that's, but that's also a reality. It's 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 a it's a like a, it's a reality that you can't avoid because it does come down to the metrics, but it it also is going to do someone's head in if they're only thinking about the metrics. Yeah. Um, I think I think yeah, you have to be careful because there's a lot of good that can come from these partner pushes. You know, it does bring your community together, it gets a lot more eyes on your channel. You know, I think the way Pidge, we've, we've talked about Pidgeon before, who has been partner pushing, he had a tweet about it recently, noticing, you know, a bit of a drop off in his viewership, which is completely understandable. When he's been partner pushing for so long, some of that hype starts to drop down and it's natural that's going to happen. And he was quite open about saying how it's kind of had an effect on him. And I think in his case, the partner push has probably brought a lot more eyes to his channel and I think that even if he didn't hit partner on this occasion, he's probably in a better spot than when he started partner pushing, right? So I think in some cases it can be good if you've got the mental fortitude to just push through that. Um, I also think it's important to remember that that magic door of partnership doesn't have anything on the other side. If, if you do apply and you get accepted, you get a sub badge, you get a few more emotes, you still have to be growing your channel. So... If you're pushing yourself an unsustainable I we level, got like a 100k salary. <laughs> I'm Signing afraid bonus. not. <laughs> oh, they lied to me. You're, if you're pushing yourself over and over and over just to hit that checkpoint, you have to think about what's next and afterwards. And that's why what Grog's saying is the organic growth is the important thing there because you're pushing yourself so hard to reach that goal you got to make sure you're not doing damage while you're doing that exactly also I, prolapse <laughs> the better sub split as far as i'm aware this i i don't think this is a an instant partner thing from everything that i have heard once you get partnered you don't automatically get a better split it is still 50 50 you only get a bit a bigger split of your subs if you are large enough to renegotiate your contract with twitch being a partner doesn't, I, I, as far as I know, I, I've heard this go around and I've heard people argue against it. 
as far as I know, and and the bit you don't get a split of bits anyway. Bits are just you get was donated. Everyone a hundred bits is a hundred bits. The the sub split, as far as I know, is once you're when you, when you're like maybe a thousand viewers plus, then you can go to Twitch and say I would like a a better split, and you negotiate with Twitch. If you're a 100, 200 viewer partner, as far as I know, it's still 50-50. For all the partners I've spoken to, it's still 50-50. A lot of people think that once you hit that partner, that's the case. I really don't think that is the case. If you look at the partner program, um, so twitch.tv slash p slash en slash partners, um, it doesn't actually mention a better split. Uh, and as far as, as Condi said, as far as I'm aware, you you need to renegotiate a better split with Twitch. Now, none of the three of us or five of us that are on the podcast are partners, so we can't tell you what kind of um, like service portals are open to you. I assume that there is maybe some extra things in your dashboard that you know you now have new ways of contacting them as a partner. Um, Maybe there is a way that you can see a more detailed breakdown of your revenue, uh, and maybe there's a way for you to apply for a better split. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the official like information that's out there online, it does not explicitly say that you automatically get better than the 50-50 you get now as an affiliate. Um, and we also know... I. I don't have it in front of me, but I know verifiably that there are some partners who get better uh, than the 50-50 split and then some who get even better than that still. Um, some of the much, much higher-end partners are getting better than a 70-30, uh, or sorry, better than like a 60-40 or a 70-30, uh, but it really just comes down to who you are and how long you've been on the platform and what your sub-base looks like. Um, and again, that information is not transparent. Um, yeah. which it's it it would be of the biggest asset to all parties involved except for Twitch to make that information publicly available. And it's not, I don't think, because they're doing anything shady or they have anything to hide, but I think with that information, people would be able to rally for lobbying for better splits or lobbying for better or for changes to affiliate um status. Like with that information, people would be empowered with knowledge, and that yeah. knowledge, I think, could potentially hurt their current bottom line. So do I think that Twitch is cheating anyone out of anything or being, like, uh, surreptitious about what they're doing? No, but I do think that they're intentionally keeping it very opaque about, you know, just the numbers. Um, and so so all we have to go off of are things like Twitch Tracker um, uh, using that public API and then just trying to make inferences. Um, but until we have big creators, um, you know, XQC or, um, you know, Alinity or whomever, like dropping the, the very specific details to tell us, we won't know. And we'll just we'll just speculate. And here's the other thing is when you become partner again, none of us have been. So I don't know what the details are, but I don't know if you have to sign a new terms of service. There's there's a partner agreement. Yeah. Same as yeah. when you sign up for affiliate. Yeah. So we don't know we don't know how that differs. I don't know how that differs than the affiliate if there is a portion of it that is NDA where you're not allowed to disclose certain information. I don't know. Um we'll tell you when we all nice, get partnered. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's, as far as I see, the main benefit is you get some more sub emotes, although with follower emotes now, a lot of people have got access to extra slots, um, which is cool. Not everyone, though, interestingly. I know a few streamers that don't have access to it. Um, seems like the majority do, uh, but uh, certainly there's a few that, that don't seem to have it. But hopefully that rolls out for everyone soon, um, because now, in theory, if you've got the maximum amount of uh, slots as a an affiliate, if you have a viewer that's a follower and a tier one sub, they've got 10 emotes to use in your channel, which is huge um the emote library is a thing that i believe everyone has now which is amazing because that means you can upload tons of emotes to there yep. and then swap them in and out oh, yeah um and you know some people said to me things like well now i can have specific emotes for specific games that i play you know i can just switch them it takes two seconds i i've met i've swapped mine around a little bit as well uh that's been really cool the big thing for partners is the video transcoding which is uh is huge yeah. uh, if you don't know what we mean by that um for example for myself i stream on obs at 720p 60 fps now if i go live nice and early in the day when the uk servers aren't as busy with other streamers i'll get access to transcoding which means somebody viewing my stream can go my internet's not that great i'm gonna watch this in 480 or 360p right and they can downscale it so they can still watch Partners get that every time they go live, no questions asked. As an affiliate, if I go live anytime after about 5 p.m., I don't get that, which means my stream is 720p or nothing. So anybody who's watching me on maybe a spotty internet connection or they're trying to do something else, they're trying to download a game or they're trying to play a game, they are stuck watching me at 720 or they can't watch. So having that transcoding, the video transcoding is really good i'm not sure if they get a higher bit rate i i, I don't know i'm not it's super been, technical with that again the 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 sort of prevailing thought is yes you get higher than a 6000 bit rate we know that affiliates are limited to a 6000 bit rate um we've we've been told that it's higher again there's part of the reason why we're also getting into this discussion is because it's like the the last sort of comment that we wanted to kind of cap off this episode with was how for the longest time we had been banding about this information that multiple streamers um you know have been talking about which is that you know if you mute it if you mute the stream directly you don't count as a viewer we learned that's not factually correct and yet you could go on twitter right now and find people who are repeating that the thing is we don't know um it's it's rumored that yeah you get more but it's like it's so tough because so much of it is just kind of like shrouded <laughs> yeah it's it's you know hopefully one day we'll be able to tell you you know <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to anyway i think we've rambled on long enough i i feel like we've had useful discussions here i think oh, the sure. important thing to remember is that don't don't get too excited don't try and push for these things too soon focus on you focus on your your content your channel and things will come uh you know without having to force it too much because <laughs> it it definitely can have a negative impact uh grog where can everyone find you and what are you doing this week uh folks can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash grog mode uh they can find me on other major platforms uh such as tiktok and instagram uh, and twitter at gamer underscore grog uh stream five days a week monday through thursday it's just me 
and um, I'll be streaming this week uh, Apex and more Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think maybe squeezing in some Subnautica. Um, and then on Saturday, um, Lauren and I will be playing, my wife, my wife. Uh, will be playing my wife. It Takes Two. Uh, so on Saturdays, hey. we do a co-stream. Uh, so it's just the two of us. And we just finished Little Nightmares 2. I cannot recommend that game highly enough. Um, Little Nightmares 1 and Little Nightmares 2 were phenomenal. Um, but we have been kind of alternating like sort of a spooky game and then a not spooky game. Um, we did two spooky games back to back with Little Nightmares. So it takes two is pretty spooky. Too. I want to. I, I watch you and Pidge play. I watch Selena <laughs> play too. There's there's bits, but like you know, it's it's more lighthearted. Um, so we're going to be doing it takes two, and then who knows after that? That'll probably take us a few weeks to get through. It takes but, two is um, really fun, really really fun. Yeah, it looks. You're going to have a blast. I think it's going to be good for us. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, Eve, what about yourself? Yeah, so you can find me everywhere, Metabot Eve. Um, YouTube, eventually I'll upload that Hamtaro video if I ever finish recording it. Uh, I guess don't worry about following me on that hover.gg. It doesn't even have a single view yet. So <laughs> you can find me on TikTok. <laughs> and I stream, uh, I'm just streaming a lot of Pokemon lately, going through Pearl right now. And I don't know what we're going to play after that. Probably just go in chronological order with them. Play through uh, all of them. Heck yeah. Tons of content there to go through at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What about you, Condi? What are you doing this week? Um, This week, I will be... I I mentioned earlier that I feel like my channel's in a bit of stagnation. We're, We're not really... We're doing great. We're ticking along but we're not really going for growth. So I'm trying to mix it up and do different things. I did Jump King the other day, which was extremely unsuccessful. I spent like three hours and barely made it off the first level. Um, it was very fun to watch. Though. Oh, it was a nightmare. It was awful. But I'm probably going to go back to that because I do want to beat that game. Um, was it a little nightmare though? No, it was a huge, massive nightmare. Oh, I'm <laughs> dreaming about jumping over very specific gaps. It's, it was. You know what was fun about that game though? Like it was very difficult, but when I fell all the way down to the bottom, I knew that I could get past the first like four rooms really quickly and easily because I'd done them two hundred times. You know, um, that was fun. I'll be doing probably some Apex um, and a bit of everything. I don't know if I'm gonna go back to Fallen Order because I just don't have the attention span or the patience. I'm not a patient man like you, Grog. I can't I can't deal with spending an hour in a tomb. Yeah. The puzzles. I, I, I gave so, up on that game. Quickly. I just want to hit people with my lightsaber. That's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there was, so I think when I described it to you, I described it as sort of Tomb Raider-esque. And to me, I think that's... It kind of does that because it is almost as much puzzle as it is combat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that, that would be a turnoff for people, for sure. I, I want to like it, but I'll maybe try again. We'll see. I got Game Pass, finally. That's, like, the big thing for me. I got Game Pass. I know everyone on Twitter has been going on about how great Game Pass is. I finally got it. And you know what? There's a shit ton of games on there, so I'm probably just going to keep going through Game Pass and picking random games to play. Um, we'll just see what sticks. We'll see what's fun and what, what we enjoy. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. So, Condifly on Twitch, YouTube uh codify clips starting his partner TikTok. Push this week yeah absolutely i've been partner pushing <laughs> for years at this point 
<laughs> uh thank you very much for watching guys more importantly if you enjoyed this podcast and maybe you thought that it was helpful or valuable in some way uh we have all our old episodes up on youtube and on spotify if you want to listen on the go when you're out and about and doing things um if you are listening on any of those audio platforms we also stream this live on twitch twitch.tv slash zero strategy podcast all the links for all the things will be down below um so feel free to check those out um we'll be back next week in the meantime we are going to go and raid somebody so please stick around for that and uh we will see you next week bye guys Bye. Pew, 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 pew.